0: Welcome to Room Escape Divas, your podcast on everything escape rooms. Tonight, we are super excited to be talking with Jeb Havens about escape room jams.
1: Hello, very excited. Yeah, hello. We we do this. We
0: do this like Muppets, (laughs) yes. (laughs) My name is Amanda. My name is Errol. And Mike and Ruby are once again in baby land, so they will not be joining us tonight. Uh, They're feeding a baby, keeping her alive, which is good.
2: Honestly, I don't even know if we have to say anything because they're always in baby land. it's just what happens now when you have horrible children so they just horrible had to be children. Yeah, all children are horrible i have lots she's of them super cute be, though. Yeah, she's she is the cute
0: chubby is cheeks still
2: horrible yeah. but actually we do see them more because they're just stuck at home and i think mike is looking for any way to escape so he, he joins us <laughs> on friday nights for our enthusiast meetup so if you want to That's see true. mike and ruby and the baby you can and join the baby. Us. The baby yeah. often
0: makes an appearance, mm-hmm. often staring at the screen kind of creepily. So yeah. Yes.
2: Hello, <laughs> Jeb Havens. My name is <laughs> Errol. I don't Hi, think Earl. we've met officially, but no, we, hear we haven't. All we haven't. sorts of things about you. Well, Manpans told me all sorts of things about you. Private well.
0: things. <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, because she did the game jam with you. Yes. So that's how so. I've heard all sorts of things. <laughs>
0: Yes. So Jeb, uh, Jeb, uh, I met Jeb Jeb Havens.
2: I met Jeb Havens. Havens,
0: So that's how we're going to do it from now on, from here on out. Yeah. Yeah. So I met Jeb Havens at the first escape room jam that um, ever, ever, not ever, not ever, (laughs) not ever. But the first, uh, the digital one that was at, uh, that was part of recon. And it was such a, it was such a fun and interesting experience. And, um, So before we get into that, um, Jeb, how about you introduce yourself, tell us a bit about yourself and your background and how you came to be doing escape room design and jams.
1: Yeah, of course, of course, happy to. Uh, So I'll give the the short version of, you know, very long uh, version and we can always talk about more detail later. But basically, I've been a professional game designer since 2003. So very many years and uh, mostly started out in the video games industry and worked in video games and tech and have done a lot of board game design uh, as well on the side so I worked for companies like uh, Google and Electronic Arts and have designed games for and with uh, Disney and Marvel and uh, Sim and did some interesting projects with uh, Samantha B and DoorDash a whole whole variety of uh, of types of brands and stuff like that so I love I love kind of game design as uh in the in the biggest sense of it so it could be anything from board games to apps to puzzles to uh, escape rooms, obviously. Um, but yeah, also uh, have a couple um, published board games out there uh, that have won some lovely awards. And I have a, my most recent uh, crowdfunded party game that is now out there called You Don't Know My Life, which is all about getting to know your friends in a bit of a sassy way. And uh, nice. <laughs> yeah, so I have lots, lots of projects going on and uh, working on a new uh, mobile app with a, a great startup right now. Uh, so a lot of things, uh, a lot of things along the way. So that's that's sort of my my overall uh, sort of take on uh, how I approach game design. It's kind of from a lot of angles, but um, really the origins for the Escape Jam, and specifically, so for the last ten years or so, I've I've always loved running uh, game design workshops through either just independently, through um, consulting with companies, or through the game design. Uh, sorry, the the game developers workshop. Uh, the game developers conference in san francisco we do a game design workshop uh, there and have uh, helped run that workshop so i always love the like fast paced iterative sort of environment where you just toss people in and it's really like pay- play testing driven so you'd imagine you know a bunch of people in a in a big conference room throw them into tables and give them like scraps of paper and cards and dice and pens and have them like whip up some kind of board game and then people play test it and they iterate and do something new um, so that that sort of form has always been really exciting to me, and I think especially for things where you're you're trying to innovate, doing stuff really in a playtesting-driven, uh, iterative way is really exciting. So, uh, yeah, I a couple of years ago uh, when you know escape rooms started becoming the hot the hot new thing, uh, I <laughs> fell in love with them, and uh, I've always been a big fan of of puzzles and the the old style, you know, point and click adventure and and digital escape yeah. rooms and stuff like that. So I, you know, really wanted to get into that space and started to meet some great people in the community in LA and just saw like an interesting opportunity to bring that kind of uh, iterative workshop mentality uh, to Escape Room. So just tried it out. It was, I think, three years ago or so was the first one. And it was literally... Uh, just a rented Airbnb house <laughs> that I rent, rented for like half a day. And uh, we cleaned it up nicely afterwards. And, you know, a couple I can dozen can imagine, people.
0: like how much glitter was on the floor.
1: <laughs> it took a while to explain to the guy what we were even doing. He's like, I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. It's like a workshop. You're going to move my furniture to another room and then <laughs> put it back. But uh, but yeah, but that's that's how it came to be. So it's really, you know, I know, I love that kind of style of workshop and i thought it'd be good for escape rooms especially because it's an area where i think there's still in especially a couple years ago but even still so much room for exploration and experimentation and innovation and i think the best way to do that is is just you know toss people together and and try some crazy stuff
0: very cool so the concept of a of a game jam in in general for for those who may have Never have heard of one. I had heard of them before. In fact, I was in one, and it was a very different experience because it was two weeks long, and two pretty, week long game jam. Uh, a <laughs> two week long game jam. It was it was for video games and stuff. But I I'd like made a little interactive thing with twine, basically. But it was very independent. Just with string.
2: It's like cat's cradle.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, uh, twine the. Computer program. Thank okay, you, Carol, for for doing for making <laughs> I was making picturing me like, the rest of your
1: that. team is programming a video game <laughs> you're with like your twine and cutting it. <laughs> Look what I made.
0: <laughs> Outside knowledge. Here we go. So, uh, so but it was, it was it was a much different one, um, d- much different feel. So, um, do, would you mind explaining like even the concept of a game mm-hmm. jam in general?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the, you know, the reason why I use the word jam is because, you know, game jams in the video games world is is pretty common and has been around for a long time. And it's basically, it's usually like an event. Sometimes it's all in the same space. Sometimes it's just people virtually doing like the global game jam. Um, and everybody, you know, for example, takes a, a 48 hour period or apparently a few, a couple of weeks. <laughs> and everyone comes in and over a weekend, let's say, you know, folks that are designers, artists, programmers, um, etc., uh, come together, form small teams, and they just create a game from, from scratch, from start to finish. And so a lot of it is just about, you know, for a lot of people that love doing it, it's just kind of exercising those, those muscles of, like, cr- what it means to create something from scratch and have a totally blank slate. Um, often, jams will have a theme where you'll sort of be, you know, trying to explore a certain type of mechanic or a certain, you know, uh, certain theme or something in the in the game. But uh, but yeah, so that's that's again kind of that mentality, and I think you know for me having worked in the video games industry a long time, a lot of people like it because you know sometimes you might be working on a game that's going to be like a year or two years long of this progress process, and so sometimes it's just refreshing to kind of step away from that and have something that's like right we we build it, we play it, we throw it away like two days later, and it's just a, a great a great fun experience, and and it's fun to do it with other people. I think that's that's a big part of it too is the social experience of of being able to interact with other folks and be creative with other people.
2: And it is true. Jams seem to be super popular. You see jams <laughs> with everything right so every, yeah. everywhere look look there's another jam happening that's cool <laughs>
1: right well it's I mean it's pretty easy to throw it together as, as much as I you know uh like to think there's a lot of secret sauce in the escape jam and I do think like I've learned something over the years I always end it by saying like you guys can go do this you can just gather some friends and and uh you know come up with some some constraints and uh, you know gather over a weekend or whatever uh, and uh, and just try and build something. I think that's that's just such a fun fun process, and I think it's it's all for the better.
0: Yeah, nice. And so for the escape room jam, um, what were some of the not challenges, I guess, but the differences you faced from like a say a traditional video mm-hmm. game escape jam or board game escape jam? Sorry, yeah.
1: board game jam, not board game <laughs> escape jam. No, this is, <laughs> the words sort of overlap. <laughs> hey, escape from the board game? Why not? There we go. Um, uh, yeah, we definitely, as I said, I learned a lot. Like doing the the workshop itself is this iterative process where, like, the first one, just testing it out and and seeing what happens. And um, yeah, I think there's a there's initially a lot of logistics of you know who goes where and what team is playtesting what team and and what's the right sort of timing and pacing of it. Um, Cause you want this balance between, you know, on the one hand, I want everyone to feel like you're, you, you have enough time to dig into something, but not to get like complacent on any idea that like, yeah. you know, kind of come in and be like, no, there's like 10 minutes left. Like make some decision because oftentimes, you know, there's sort of this like paralysis uh, when you're designing, it was just like the team is sitting there being like, well, we could do this, or maybe this will be better. or Maybe that'll be better. And really, it's like the best way to know that answer is to try it. Like one thing I always say is like, if you're deciding, if you're like hemming and hawing between like option A or option B, like play test either one and you'll realize option C was the right answer the whole time. You know, so it's all about just like pushing people in that right pace to, to get them to try stuff and learn from, learn from mistakes. Like, you know, one of the, one of the key things we say yeah. in the, the design workshop for the, the Game Developers Conference is fail fast and follow the fun. So just get in there. <laughs> Get your failures out of the way. It's never going to be right the first time and follow the fun. So I think just getting figuring out the right structure that lets people do that and gives them the like gives them the constraints. It gives them the excuse to to kind of get into that sort of mode and, and not feel like everything has to be perfect and and all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, that was definitely something I had to adjust to. Uh, during during the uh jam <laughs> yep. and um and it was it was interesting because like i said i had done one before and there was a kind of frenetic pace about it even if it was 2 weeks so the frenetic pace came from like people in these discord chats just being like i need voice actors or i need someone to write like two bits of narrative for me i need a coder and like <laughs> everyone just kind of like signing up for projects left right and center um, with this one i think it was <laughs> we you you like you uh you had introduced like a, a puzzle idea to us, you showed us how you iterated it, uh, and, then, and then you had us go off and, and do uh, and think of a theme. And I remember you had set out a timeline. Like it wasn't like you hadn't set out a timeline, <laughs> but when the moderator came around and suddenly was like, "Okay, uh, so five minutes until your first puzzle iteration test," and we were like, <laughs> still talking about the theme, and we were like, ah! "It yep. was, uh, it was like, yeah, it, it was, it was definitely something to adjust to." And- yeah,
1: and, and it's interesting, even like again, because the the one that you participated in last month with Recon, that was the first attempt at moving this escape jam. To a virtual format and yeah. you know, running it over discord and that had its own learnings and challenges of like how do you communicate all that stuff to people like when you're all in the same general space you can kind of just like shout and be like 10 minutes everybody okay. uh, and kind of just get a sense <laughs> of the room so yeah i mean i again i i if you haven't guessed like i love just that iterative process even in the workshop format to sort of see uh what we do next but i, I think another interesting thing for the physical escape jam was dealing with figuring out the right space for it because that's such a hard thing because you want right you know the ideal space that you want it has like individual rooms or spaces that people can uh can sort of transform so in the physical version a team is given like a room or a pair of connected rooms or something and and a bunch of you know craft diy 99 cent store materials and is you know transforming that space into an escape room that other people can play and, you know, figuring out the right sort of space for that is really hard. So as I said, we, you know, rented a house through Airbnb, which was, it worked, but it was like a little bit cramped and kind of bizarre. <laughs> uh, and then right. it was just a really happy coincidence that, um, so a good friend of mine, who I'm sure you know, Tommy Hunton, uh, who runs Stash House uh, Escape Room, and mm-hmm. uh, he has the space that, that they run Stash House has this like weird space behind it that has like a bunch of creepy, empty rooms that's really it's a really bizarre space that has a lot of these little nooks and crannies and small rooms uh off of the center area so that's where we ran actually a few of the um escape jams in that space um but then that space wasn't available anymore after a little while and so we found uh worked with uh, hatch escapes and they had like a an area that happened to be under construction for their their like room at next room at the time, And so it's kind of like half built out and just this weird warehouse looking <laughs> space. And so you know, come fortunately, to my creepy
0: warehouse yeah, to decide. Very, a name.
1: <laughs> very trusting. I don't know. People seem to be very trusting of me, and it's like, sure, come on in and and you know, bring in <laughs> a couple. You know, bring in forty people and and have them transform the space. And we always do a great job of cleaning up afterwards. But uh, but yeah, but that's that's sort of a part of it.
2: Yeah. When I was in LA, I did get a chance to tour those two places because they are. Weird spaces and yes. it's pretty wild, actually. <laughs> so it's sad that Tommy Haunton doesn't have that area anymore. or I know, is, I know. is it all he, just? Oh. He,
1: uh well, we couldn't use it for that anymore. There's, there's a chance it might, it might be possible in the future again. But yeah, there's a whole, the whole other story that you can maybe have him on the, the show and well, ask <laughs> all about the saga. It's but funny,
2: I think we've been, we've been talking about Tommy a lot. Now the thing is, we have pre-recorded. We have pre-recorded podcasts, and so people here haven't heard us talk. But then they're going to hear Tommy's name over and over again. So they're all, like, "I
1: mean, just, he's he's the hub of everything." <laughs> it was actually great because I I had uh, met him sort of like through the fact that I was um, you kind know, of floating this idea of doing this sort of escape jam, and and then you know I think then I got connected with him because he had sort of been thinking of something you know along the same lines and uh running an event and that sort of thing so yeah so he's he's been a great you know he's kind of the other half of of escape jam for sure and has been part of all the uh, all the events in la
0: excellent yeah uh no he, and he was he was actually my moderator for for escape jam number one <laughs> so yep. he yeah he was our he was our guide and uh yeah that was great so when you mentioned like, you know, it's kind of a cramped space and stuff or finding the right space for it. Um, with both the physical and the digital versions of this, do you feel like there's a, a oh, uh, oh, I I've lost my words now. I'm like unique. No, it's not the word I'm looking for, uh, but an ideal. Uh, do you feel like there's an ideal size um, for the group or like groups as, as they were Um mm-hmm. or, uh, is there like a limit where it's suddenly like there are just too many people in here to keep track of what's going on?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think um, you know most the most of the time when I've run the event, I try and keep it like especially if it's mostly just me uh, kind of moderating. I try and keep it to like four teams that I'm sort of managing, uh, and that does work pretty well of like having four different groups and four rooms and you know team A playtest team B and then you know vice versa. Um, but you know, the, and the team sizes in the, in the physical jam we went up to, I think seven or eight people on a team because so there you can kind of more easily like divide the work up and some people are building this crazy structure out of cardboard and these people are like <laughs> stretching, you know, tape along the floor and these people are like, you know, dressing up in costumes or something like that. So, oh, that's um, yeah, but I, but I think, you know, and what we've tried to do with the, the virtual escape jam bringing in, uh, obviously David and Lisa from room escape artists, um, and with Tommy's help kind of dividing that up so we can cover, um, cover more teams. So I think definitely the, the goal would be that we can handle, um, handle some larger groups and, and, uh, you know, I think the, the virtual format obviously has some, some pros and cons. And one of the pros is that like, we can possibly reach people, you know, outside of LA. It doesn't have to be in a specific That's true. Yeah. Yep. Yep.
0: One of the other interesting things I found with the digital one was I don't think I ever thought of, say, making a game with Google Slides, uh, <laughs> but it worked wonderfully. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. yeah, It's uh, all
2: the rage with teachers. You,
0: oh, is you it? Know. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah.
1: It's it's really, yeah. I mean, well, because this thing, like, I, I go immediately to whatever is the scrappiest, like, whatever's the quickest iteration tool. So, like I said, even with, with the physical version, it's like I will before I go to the event. I will go to you know the dollar store and just get all the random crafting materials and and just stuff where like you're the whole point is like you're not going to feel bad if it gets scrapped. If you're just like put together something to test it out in yeah. Google Slides and you've put some pi- you know pictures here and there, uh, you know it's not like you've invested days and days of your life in it. So if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, and you're just like oh scrap that and let's go with this thing instead. Um, but yeah, but it's, yeah. it's an easy collaborative tool. and uh, But it's interesting, like, different teams uh, ended up, you know, using... Because we always, like, start there, and I'll, I'll say that's a good tool to start with, but other teams, you know, were using, like, lucid charting, and other teams were doing more sort of, like, acting-based things. Where it's, yeah, was, there was,
0: like, a couple of real avatar-type things going on. Yeah,
1: and, yeah, and yeah. that's something that I think we're, uh, you know, really planning on pushing for the next uh, virtual escape jam, is these other methods even beyond just using google slides to present some images or environments or things um but also you know using actors using uh these kind of avatar based things where maybe you even have like a physical object in the room that you're you know you're holding up and showing to the team or you're interacting with yes. somebody or, or i'm project or maybe i'm the moderator and i'm projecting a website and you just tell me what to do and i gotta type stuff in so there's a lot of it's interesting, like even even just doing that, that experience one time, I feel like already, you know, me and other people who are who are there, like already have a, a broader sense of what you could possibly do um, with escape experiences, uh, you know, done virtually.
2: You now, I have an interesting question. Well, I think it's interesting.
0: My question is the most interesting. <laughs> the most interesting
2: of all questions. <laughs> actually a very boring question, but I know that...
1: I'll we'll let you know. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like game jams in general, as you've said, are very popular, like video game jams and board game jams. So what is the audience for an escape room jam? Because, you know, a lot of people are wanting to build board games or video games. And I think a lot of people are starting to want to play, want to build escape rooms, but do you, do you see, is, do you get a lot of corporate people? Do you get a lot of would be escape room designers or just people think, Oh, this looks fun. Let's try it.
1: <laughs> a lot of Muppets. Yeah, a yeah. Lot <laughs> of Muppets. <laughs> this is great. Uh, no, we, it's, it's, I, I love the fact that it's always been a, a big mix of people, but I think it is primarily for, um, you know, there is a segment of people, who we get who are either you know working as as uh, escape room designers or or running a escape room or want to open their own escape room and they're just interested in, in sort of trying their hand at it. Um, but I do think a lot of it is just for the enthusiast who you know who loves doing escape rooms. Has you know a lot of the people they've done you know dozens or hundreds of escape rooms and they've seen a lot of things and so you know in their head as they're going they're like all right you know I could. I could probably do this, but, but also they're not the people that, you know, are going to go into the business. Cause there's a big hurdle for like, you know, putting up $50,000 into constructing a, you know, professional mm-hmm. escape room and, and, you know, bringing in and going down that entire path as a career. But people who just want to try it out and, and have fun. So we do have, we do have a bunch of folks that, that have been to a whole bunch of them. They'll just kind of come back and it's just like a fun, refreshing thing that they get to do every now and then to just sort of stretch their brain. But, um, but yeah, but I, I like that it's a, it's a good mix. And, and even some people that have, you know, maybe done even just like one escape room or sometimes no escape rooms and they're just kind of interested in, in being creative and, I think what's nice with the having a team is that people can take on different roles, and some people can dive more into like really like developing the puzzles, and others can be thinking of the narrative and the theme, and other people can working on like beautiful you know uh, artwork <laughs> and things like that, or playing with twine in the corner,
0: <laughs> just doing whatever the they corner. want to do. I got yeah. this, guys. I got this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's amazing things that people have built with twine. That's why I immediately thought that because in like the physical escape game. <laughs> Twine is key. Like you can do so many cool things. You're like you gotta pull a rope through a thing, or hang off a balcony, and two people are holding either end, and you've got a coat hanger on the end of it trying to pick up something. So don't uh, don't discount twine.
0: Don't I will not. I I do not discount twine. <laughs> no, it's funny. Uh, there was somebody in our group who um, was very is was very much like Errol in that it broke his heart to put out an ugly image into our like test like when we were down to like the minute mark and and he was like no 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 wait this isn't the right color and and there's like white all around it cuz i basically just like cut and pasted a giant <laughs> image of like a diamond on to onto our slide and then it's too late. We gotta go. But that was what he spent a lot of his time doing was like perfecting the images and and making. And it was great. Turned out great. Um, yeah. but There's
1: a role for everybody for sure.
0: So do you, yeah. Now do you find? Well, we did. Even
1: uh, you,
2: Errol. Oh. There's a role for you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> image guy. That's how who you're known as. Just yep. image guy. Forget puzzles. Though. No, um. Uh, I was gonna ask. Um if uh sorry i was gonna ask if it was now the last virtual one that i like that we did um there wasn't real there wasn't so much a theme to it like Mm -hmm. we we all discussed our themes but somehow through some magical like think group kind of thing um half of us decided on space i don't know whether what's (laughs) going on right now that we all just want to launch into space but do you find that you know, when you're trying to think of a a theme for the escape jam, like, is it easier to think of a theme and have people have those restrictions in place or is it easier to, do you find to like just let them go for anything they want?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then that's, that's interesting. That was one thing that I think we did learn from that iteration of the virtual escape jam was that uh, we should probably give a little bit more direction on the theme because what happens, I, I realized what happens in the physical version is uh, I always ask, uh, in addition to me stopping by the, the dollar store and bringing a whole bunch of random crap, uh, I also ask all the participants to each bring th- at least three random items from home to sort of put Ooh. into this big like pile of random stuff. And then people use that, you know, in building their their rooms. So oftentimes people will be inspired by specific objects or things that they see, and also by the physical space. Like that's another big thing when you're doing a physical space, and you're you're assigned this room that kind of has this archway into another space, and so it immediately gets your kind of gears turning of like, okay, well maybe that space is this is the bank vault, and this is the door here, and we're you know breaking and entering or whatever. Um, so I, I think what we're planning on doing for the the next jam because it is going to be uh let's see depending on when you're listening to it this sunday october 18th (laughs) uh and the lead up to halloween so we are doing like a spooky theme which people can kind of take as they as they want whether kind of on the funnier side or mysterious or more scary or dark um Mm -hmm. but giving them a little bit more direction there and uh we are going to be sort of um offering a a random assortment of interesting you know images or items or things that we're oh, gonna cool. you know, have people incorporate into their room so give a little bit more direction there. but at the end of the day I also say that like whatever constraints or rules that we put, I always encourage teams that if they find some cool fun thing to just follow that. like ditch the ditch the rules if you've actually got something awesome and uh, and go with it. but I think I think having a lot more of that direction up front um, really helps teams get inspired and, and just start building and start moving.
2: How large are the teams? Did you say that already? Um, They
1: tend to be anywhere from like four. uh, We've done it where it's as big as like eight or so. That tends to be a good size, I think, where people can, you know, it's enough people. So you've got, you know, in the over the course of a couple hours, even you can get a lot done, and a lot built, um, kind of divide the labor a little bit, but uh, but not too big. So it gets, you know, a little hard to to manage uh, all those cooks in the kitchen.
0: Nice, I did. I did um, buy my ticket today for the Escape Jam on Sunday. Woo! So, all right, I will be nice. there again. I'm I'm ready this time. I'm not ready, but I'll I'll be <laughs> I'll be like it's a challenge now. I'm like, can I? How how long before I panic? Um, it was funny to know that I wasn't alone. Uh, in oh that, no like, not at all you know yeah seasoned seasoned puzzle designers too who are, who are just like wait a second two minutes <laughs> and yeah. uh yeah. um yeah well, that's it, great
1: uh, great i'm excited to, to see you there and yeah i definitely encourage anyone who does hear this before sunday uh <laughs> to to sign up and uh as i said i i think we we're able to get the the early bird uh discount or ever like extended or something like that so um but if there's any issues like you know people can email me and i'll make sure they get in (laughs) jim havens games at gmail and uh, we'll get you into it there's also uh we're this time we're going to try something new we're planning to do a showcase of the finished games the following saturday so next hey. Saturday, uh, it'll be a chance for folks to see and kind of run their games oh, again for folks no. and invite, <laughs> if you'd like to, uh, and invite, you know, friends and family or just we'll have, uh, I know David and Lisa were talking about and um, having some people from their, you know, their community with Room Escape artists who might just want to, you know, pop in and, and observe some games. So, yeah, so I think, you know, I think this is definitely we're, we're iterating on it, but I think there's a really cool, there's a really cool idea here where People can come together spend a day you know iterating on some really interesting experimental ideas and help flesh out this you know idea of what a, a escape uh, room in a virtual world could be um and then have this showcase so that uh, folks can can come in and, and experience it and and you know if they like it they can come to the next one and, and design yeah. one of their own
0: that's really exciting i because i know that one of the sentiments at the end of that escape jam was like that was fun I I wish I could show somebody my game or something. Yeah. and some of us did, right? Some of us. I know
1: like, it was it was such an there. awesome thing that happened organically at the end, yeah. where we're all in Discord and like we'd already hit the time limit where it was like midnight or two AM in in Europe, and so those people have been up way too late, and we were supposed to wrap it up, but it was like you well, know then, a bunch of people, people were wanted saying, to like the to titles hang out.
0: of their games. Yeah. And so then we were like. Wait, there was someone with a duck. I think we were ducks, we were like, and
1: ducks versus dinosaurs. Yes, ducks versus dinosaurs. You have to play that. Yeah. So people just started. Yeah, posting in the chat like, "Hey, we're gonna run our game. Whoever wants to join in this room, and then we'll run our, this game." And I, I always love to see that. Like people are, you know, genuinely and rightly so excited about the stuff that they've been able to create, even in yeah. a few short hours. Uh, you really can have something that's that's cool, and and you want to show it off. So so that's the idea behind having having the showcase event. To make sure that that has its own space, and and that people, you know, again, friends and family or other enthusiasts can just come and and uh, you know experience that.
2: So it's good that it's a safe space because I know some yes. escape some gems are are judged. Manpans right. loves being judged.
0: Hey, <laughs> you know, I I appreciate the judgment. <laughs> maybe. I just had to prepare myself for the judgment. That's mm-hmm. all. It judgment's important. Judgment is important if you're a creative. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> so. I meant like, hard, like first to, place, yeah. second place. So some some jams are actually oh, ranks. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah.
1: We we've thought about that as well of having, you know, the like celebrity judges come in and play <laughs> the showcase and see what they think. But at the end of the day, because you know, really we want people to do things that are totally experimental and have a good chance of failing, like if you don't have a good chance of your thing totally failing, then you're probably not pushing yourself far enough. So we want to, you know, l- encourage people to to do things that might not work at all, versus you know yeah. really being concerned about okay, this has to be, we have to like play it safe and do something that the judges are gonna like. But but yeah, but I, I think it'd be great to have uh, you know even just have like some you know celebrity judges. I don't know who the exactly the escape world celebrities would be, but I'm sure I could find some to come on in. And uh, and just play through the games and give their feedback and uh, you know because everything each one is always so different like like from yes. the even just from this past experience I'm sure you saw as well. Well, and I know, like, yeah.
0: I know I said that like half the games were space, but within that genre there was a wide variety of tones and plots and puzzles that like it, it varied very differently. So, yeah. uh yeah, like it's it's fun to see what what people come up with. Mm-hmm. And, and you're right about like playtest being it being playtesting focused and I know the importance of playtesting, but it was just reiterated here when we would very quickly come up with a puzzle idea, think that's great. And then like getting to go to another group with that puzzle and then they immediately get stuck. And, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, um, that being said, I need to actually ask you. So we've said this word a lot and I remember this being a word that made me Uh, a little bit like what uh, during the first uh, jam. And it's such an important word. Iteration. Oh, Um, yeah. (laughs)
2: I was like, what word did I say? I know. I I was really excited (laughs) about this word. Oh, it's a secret new word. It's a secret word. Sesame Street. We're
0: going to learn something. Twine. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Iterative. Yeah. No, it is. It's one of my favorite words, and I probably use it all the time. But yeah, I, I think at its core you know, the idea of iteration, like one iteration is like one cycle. So you go through what's called the iterative loop with a design. It's just that feedback loop of, you know, you design something, and then you see it play tested, or you see it play out, and then you learn and you feed that back in and you do another, you know, small change based on what you saw. And it's sort of as opposed to trying to plan, you know, it's often happens, it's a big you know, it's a buzzword used all the time in the video games industry, as you're trying to design something that, you know, if you set out to design a full, you know, full fleshed out game, the best awesome game, and you map it out on paper and your design documents and everything. And then the idea that like, okay, I've I've done it, I've designed the perfect game. And then you start building it. And, you know, inevitably, very quickly, it will all fall to pieces, because you'll be surprised by what (laughs) happens or what players do or all these interacting systems. And so the better approach, you know, that a lot of people have adopted is the idea of iterative development, where you make a, 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 you know, a a thin slice or a a initial prototype or a, you know, MVP, uh, minimum viable product version, to just test your hypothesis, be like, uh, is this even fun at all? Like, does this even make any sense? Because (laughs) that's, that's like some of those valuable playtesting feedback. And that's why we we push for people to, you know, playtest, even if you have like 20 seconds worth of material. Grab some other, grab someone from the other team to play test and have them look at it. And like step one, if they don't even get it, then you're like, oh, this we this is totally on the wrong track. And mm-hmm. so some of that is is incredibly valuable because especially for I think especially for immersive uh, entertainment. So you know game design definitely, but even more so for immersive because part of the experience of an immersive experience like an escape room is that as the player you are intentionally given very little explicit direction. It is not like right. Here is the crossword puzzle. Go solve it. It is like you're in a room. What the heck do you do now? And the puzzle could be anywhere and could be anything. And that's part of the excitement. So I think yeah. that's that's a big part of what I think the, the process of like trying small pieces and iterating and seeing how people respond uh, really comes into play there. Because I think that's that's some of the most important lessons that you know I hope that I get across through that or people pick up from, from doing it is that like, it's not just about like creating the, making an escape room is not just about making like the coolest really difficult puzzle and then just like plopping it in front of people. It's really like this crafting this whole experience, you know, the whole arc of the player experience from the beginning and having, you know, such as having like some early easy wins that the players can, you know, build trust with the designer and build trust with the room. and And then that'll set them up with the confidence to tackle more challenging things later. And, you know, how they get in and out of each puzzle, I think, is just as important as the puzzles themselves. So there's a lot of stuff that you can't really know until you until you see it from someone else's eyes because you're making so many assumptions, especially as a, as a puzzle designer. You know, like, oh, this puzzle makes to- total sense to me. And then you show it to someone else and they don't even know where to start. They don't even know where the puzzle is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. <laughs> all <laughs> right. That's, that's why I try and do like always structure where I do some initial puzzle exercise as fast as possible, right at the start of the day, just kind of hit people over the head with that hammer. I was like, yeah. oh, you think you can design an immersive puzzle? And then you try it and you put it in front of a bunch of other people who just stare at it or like, I, I have no idea what I'm even looking at. And you immediately yeah. like kind of just like checks you a little bit. Do You're like, I Okay, break I break it open? It.
0: <laughs>
1: is that <what> I do? <laughs> right. yeah you get to really yeah really you learn really quickly all of the like 50 things you didn't realize someone might interpret this as or try and do with it immediately yeah, yeah. I
2: think rule number yeah. one of puzzle design is
1: it's too hard you made it too hard yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty much always too difficult yeah 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 keep, keep it simple
0: so you you run a bunch of uh, game jams have you do you have you been a participant in them at all or many uh, times
1: um, that's interesting i uh i've definitely done i 've done some video game jams and board game jams and stuff like that um yeah, I tend to, maybe it's, maybe I'm a little bit of a control freak now that I think about this, but <laughs> I tend to be the one running the, the big experience than doing it. But I, I love, I, I take a lot of the, the inner development process, like that is how I do my own design. Like if I'm designing a board game or if I'm designing a new, you know, like the, the new app that I'm that I'm working on has a bunch of these mini games in it. So I do a lot of paper prototyping for for initial ideas and right. just do really scrappy development and then get it in front of somebody leave even okay i've got some cards and paper put it in front of someone does this is this fun at all or should i just like scrap this and go a different direction so i yeah. think that's the mentality that i approach a lot of my own you know career and a lot of the the game design consulting that i do um but uh, yeah I, I i love it so I, i'm sure i would love to be a participant <laughs> um but I, I think i would I would uh, You'd just
0: start moderating groups. I would just start
1: moderating. Yeah, uh, yeah it's just in, in my bones now. I think
0: I do like that's the question you ask when you when you test something. That's what you've said repeatedly now. Is is this fun or is this mm-hmm. even fun? And <laughs> that, like, that's yep. that's your first question. Like, do they right. you know, is this fun? And do they know what they're doing? Um, or is it fun for the wrong reasons? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, actually,
1: because one of the most common traps that I mean, from the beginning of my career as a game designer immediately fell into it and constantly fall into it and see others is like, you design something that you realize that the the experience you've made is more fun for the designer than for the player, like something that's really fun for you to watch someone do you're like, Oh, because I understand what's happening, but the players totally lost is like, we tend to sort of design for ourselves, because we're like, Oh, this would be really fun if they had to do this and this and this. But then you put it in front of a player and it's not really that fun for them. So so getting you out of your own head as much as possible, I think, is, you know, is step one. And, and the big that, you know, you can't uh, you can't fake that when you've got an actual play tester sitting there who is like totally lost. You know, you can't fool yourself into yeah. thinking it's still working or,
2: or angry,
1: or angry, <laughs> angry. Yes. Hopefully we don't get a lot of angry angry people, but you never know. (laughs) Never know.
0: You never know.
1: (laughs) Never know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And what's your, what is your favorite part of the escape jam process or even just the game jam? Like when you're sitting Mm -hmm. there moderating and watching the teams, what's your favorite moment of the day?
1: Oh, yeah. I I think it's, it's definitely like in the, um, I think it happens in the playtests for sure. Like watching, watching that sort of spark happen when you know, going for seeing a team that is like tried something and it didn't quite work. And they just changed like a little thing or they added like a little hint here or, or whatever. And just seeing that spark happen when like some other team comes to play test it. And and it just it works brilliantly. And everyone's, you know, just really caught up in it. So you can definitely hear and feel those moments, you know, people get really uh, excited about it, because it does feel like something magical is just sort of like appearing out of out of nothing or being created out of nothing. Um, but I, I think that's that's and and it's the same with the the board game design workshops that I that I've run. It's sort of that moment when uh, when someone kind of, it kind of clicks with a the person they like they're initially maybe lost or they're a little intimidated, they're like, Oh, I don't know if I can do this design thing. And then and then they just like hit upon something. And the first time they see it really work with a player, then they're in and they're like, Okay, uh, now I'm in it that that was really fun. Let's do something even cooler. And let's add this and change that. So I, I always yeah. love seeing people kind of gain that sort of confidence and realize, you know, I, I think everybody should be a game designer personally. But, <laughs> you know, I think it's it's one of the most like human things is to sort of design these fun experiences that other people uh, can can take part in. Um, and so I think the more kind of spreading spreading that, I think, is is always my favorite part.
2: I play mind games with my children.
1: <laughs> you <Great>. do. <laughs> there you go you're one you're one step there ready they're
0: they're kind of desensitized to them now so it's horrible (laughs) yeah you keep having to think of new ways uh (laughs) yeah i i just i was thinking about it and i realized that you know one way to consider this is it's almost it almost felt like a uh a public booking game to me at first you know you're you're suddenly thrown into a room with a bunch of strangers uh who you don't necessarily know and you have to get to know them very quickly uh in order to achieve Mm -hmm. your goal which is to make this game and so it was good to get to know people throughout the day because uh you you don't even know what their talents are what your talents are even necessarily and and figuring that out and then kind of trying to naturally fall into roles was just as much of a i'm not going to say challenge uh i'm going to say yeah, I'll say challenge. Uh, in in, <laughs> in 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 the best way possible, mm-hmm. right? It's it's a good challenge as as actually creating the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that happens. Like, I know most of like escape rooms, a lot of them lean towards like private parties now, but uh, and have. But you know, I've I've just done played some escape rooms where you're thrown in with a bunch of strangers or people you don't know, and it's a similar thing. Like you very quickly realize like who were. Who are the sort of natural leaders and who's gonna who's searching around and who's doing this and you know who's <laughs> gonna be solving this sort of this sort of puzzle or who's doing the yeah. physical stuff so yeah i i enjoy that part of it as well i think i think that's important and, and that's like i do want to create a you know a community around this because i think at the end of the day it it is something that um ultimately i think the you know escape room sort of art form and community itself. I, I think it it benefits from this sense of exploration and continuing sort of pushing the bounds and pushing what it means uh, what an escape room even even is and we've seen a lot of great you know advancement on that in um, in rooms that people are are building and and stuff like that but I think having an explicit space for people to come in and, and push those boundaries and kind of move the art form forward and move the medium forward in that way um, mm-hmm. is is definitely really exciting and and especially you know, obviously now with with people in lockdown mode and not able to be in physical spaces together it's you know especially important to sort of you know if we're gonna uh, you know take any sort of opportunity from this it's that like what what can we explore now what even in we can't do this thing right now but what can we still do that that keeps the essence of what is so exciting and fun about um about escape rooms Mm -hmm. but move it into some other areas and Ultimately, my, my hope would be that we learn a lot about what you can do through, you know, digital and the Internet and, and, you know, meeting meeting rooms and all that kind of stuff. And then we and then we kind of incorporate the best of that into the best of like physical spaces and, and really find sort of some new new paths forward uh, when we can when we can all be in the same room together. Again.
0: Nice. And. For anybody who wants to come to this escape jam and, and to any future escape jams for that mm-hmm. matter, you know, let's say they've, they've never designed an escape room before. They've always been interested. They're coming at this for the first time. What advice would you give them for their very first escape jam?
1: Um, I would say, yeah, it's really, it's for any experience level or skill level. Definitely. You know, I, it's, it's uh, a lot of people say like, oh, it's, it's for all, you know, all people or whatever, but I think it really is. Um, where, you know, you just have to be a person who can like come up, you know, enjoys maybe coming up with some stuff. Um, so I think in terms of advice, I think like, don't, don't be intimidated and, and just, you know, come into it with an open mind. Cause I think part of the beauty of, um, you know, part of why I love again, that iterative development style and playtesting driven design is that there's not a ton of pressure on you to, to like write out a perfect plan from the beginning like you just have to take one interesting step. You just have to try something and then, and then see if it works, you know? So there's very little pressure. It's not like you're sort of coming in. It's like, here's a blank piece of paper, craft us an entire escape room. It's more (laughs) like, you know, come on in. Here's a, you know, here's some ideas and, and some tries try something, come up with something you think might be interesting for like two people who are about to come in and play test your thing and then see what they do, see what they like, hear what they say. And then, and they go from there. So I think, yeah, don't, don't be intimidated by that. Uh, how how daunting it seems? Because again, I think everybody has that kind of creative designer uh, in them and can know you know what things kind of sound interesting. And because you're working on a team, again, you can take out different roles. If you really like thinking of you know narrative, or if you're maybe you're more like you want to be the role of like uh, act as a character and in the thing and interact with the players directly and come up with your backstory for your character. Yeah. Or if you're someone who just likes to create really beautiful diagrams and, and things like that, um, <laughs> then, then go for it. If you, like spread- if you love spreadsheets, <laughs> exactly.
0: Spreadsheets, the escape room. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, that sounds terrible.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, when I was really bored at work one day at my day job, I actually did try to think of a bookkeeping escape room. And I was like, I've hit rock bottom for the day, I think. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. Imagine I'm the cool go formulas. <gasps>
2: I use this V lookup.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where's <laughs> the receipts? Anyway, um, yeah, I was thinking, it you know, work. they just it created a new formula for that X lookup. <laughs> anyway. Whoa.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I love VLOOKUP. Heard... look
1: It's my favorite, and best friend. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> X-lookup.
0: <laughs> it's huh. XLOOKUP. It's a combination of VLOOKUP and HLOOKUP. It's amazing. Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Like, a, I'm it's, it's taking everything in me to not just go <laughs> with it right now. No, I I'm a total total Excel spreadsheet nerd, like from day one. Because I because most of the the video games that I've I've worked on is m- mostly in like the simulation game genre. So you know, simulating everything from like the economy of a city and simulating this theme park and simulating like yeah. the people interacting at this party. And at the end of the day, it is, it is all spreadsheets all the way down. <laughs> uh, we're Just like simulating every, every combination and mathematical formulas. And
0: uh, I, you know, I taught it like excel hunt. P- Oh yeah. We, right. it yeah, yeah. we use it for puzzle hunts. Yeah. We
1: use it for puzzle hunts because it's, it's also
2: good for seeing patterns. For example, yes. if you s- spit out all these words and then you have them all automatically spit out into, each letter into each column, then you'll suddenly see, oh, wait, all of these are length eight. They're all the same length, right? Mm -hmm. Which you might not see with a font that is not monospace and and different things like that. Oh, we do... Mm -hmm. And then we just automatically pull out the letters for us so that we don't have to calculate it by hand. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I spend more time sometimes coming up with formulas than solving the puzzle.
1: Right. <laughs> if you if you get the right spreadsheet, it basically solves itself. <laughs> then yeah. it's like, oh, I, could, I could go down a whole puzzle hunt <laughs> yeah. uh, tonight, but maybe that's a little too in the weeds for our listening know, audience. That's
2: but, true. It's just like, uh, uh, but wait, I will oh say, it all the yeah. time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like the the MIT mystery hunt mm, and the oh, like, yeah. doing the the puzzle boat right now. Are you guys doing oh, the puzzle are you boat? Puzzle
2: boat. I'm I'm not. I know a lot of people are doing the puzzle boat right now. Yeah.
1: So I love all that stuff. Yeah. yeah.
0: Anyway, no. <laughs> anyway, we're bringing
1: it back, bring it back. Where were we? That's OK.
0: We, we made it with only one tangent tonight. That's impressive.
1: Ooh. So far. Uh,
0: so far. <laughs> no, we're just about wrapping up here. I think I was going to ask something else and then it just left my head.
1: Because we, we talked about spreadsheets.
0: Because we talked about spreadsheets.
1: If only yeah. you had all your notes in a oh, spreadsheet. Oh, yeah, that's what I was
0: going to say. It wasn't a question. It was a comment. But yes, once I like once i realized in that in that escape jam that like perfection wasn't needed uh in fact it wasn't even encouraged um then that yeah like it it somehow unlocked a whole lot of things and yeah, yeah the fact yeah, that you yeah. could and, just throw a bunch of stuff together and there'd be no judgments great yeah <laughs> and
1: i think cuz i cuz i've led like a bunch of teams of you know people building a game or or you know building a in in you know board games or experiences and i think that that's very refreshing for people where it's like you're not you're not trying to build the perfect thing you're trying to just build the next step along the way like there's never any file final iteration there's only the next iteration, you know, and so you don't have to worry about it, it being perfect. One one thing I always like try and emphasize uh, kind of more in the, the video game world, but it's like, if you if you want to build an amazing video game, then you should set out to build a mediocre video game that works and then iterate it to be amazing because if you set out to build the most amazing video game in the world you will inevitably fail because like it won't actually work out exactly like you're you're thinking and
0: so right. i think like
1: really getting to you know the 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 point is getting to something playable something playtestable even if you know that means me coming into the room and and sort of demanding that you have something in 5 minutes it's like if you have some foundation of something even if it's like a kind of like mediocre escape experience then great, like that's your foundation and it works. And now you can see, now it's the fun part of just like, okay, this works, but what could be even better? What could we amp up? We can add this here. This part's yeah. really not working. Let's replace that. Um, so yeah, so I think that 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 whole process I think is is really fun. And, and it does, you know, at the end of the day, I think lead to the best sort of outcomes. Cool. Listen to
2: Jeb Haven's man pants. I,
0: listen I got lots to of Jeb.
1: aphorisms and things. <laughs> over there. That That is one of the things, like you're saying, one of the, my like favorite part of the escape jams is actually kind of on a selfish side that like at the end of all of them, I end up like having some new revelation about the design process. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. That is w- how that so works. So your, your wisdom you come comes
0: off the blood and the sweat. Completely. Of, of... Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? That's that's how it works. Yeah, you just watch a bunch of people like tr- struggle at something and like, oh, that's right. They're all making this same mistake. I should really probably warn people about that you know, next time. So it's always, always getting better. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us. So before we go, let's reiterate that there is an escape jam this Sunday yes. hosted by Room Escape Artist. Um, you can go to roomescapeartist.com, I think, to to find out details about that. Mm-hmm. And it is, uh, yeah, so there is an early bird price. And it's, um, I think it's $60. Yep. Yes. Yeah, $60 uh, lasts the whole day. And I think... Think and it's spooky theme. That's what's really spooky exciting spooky themed.
1: To me. Yeah, I love. It's gonna be great. It's it's all day, much. all day on Sunday. Uh, and yeah. also, if people are interested, so there is a, a Facebook group. It's not super active, but there is a Facebook group for uh, called I think just Escape Jam um, that you can Sweet. you can join uh, for kind of you know information about this particular jam and, and upcoming ones, both the digital and the the, the physical ones. Eventually, again, uh, and it's a it's a cool community of of folks there that sometimes you know post some stuff so that's something you can always check out uh you know information on on my website jebhavensgames.com and um yeah as i said if you, if anyone is like considering doing it or has questions i you know feel just reach out to me even at uh you know jebhavensgames at gmail um be happy to to see as many people as possible take part in that or uh, or future events as well
0: Fantastic. Well, thanks very much. And I look forward to Sunday.
1: All right, awesome! Thank, thank, you, thank you guys. Jim this Havens? was this was so much fun. It wasn't yeah. nearly as bad as everyone warned me it was going to be.
0: I'm just kidding. I behaved.
2: I was very quiet today. Uh, I was were... expecting,
1: you know, so, so much more craziness or something. But yeah, <laughs> one tangent. Come on, you guys are infamous.
0: <laughs> one tangent the whole time.
1: Uh, I love and, thank and, you. oh yeah, well, you
0: great. know, I didn't
2: start getting into your like video game background or your board game like.
0: I wanted to ask all about the video games. I'm like, well, right, I uh,
1: will. You know, may- maybe in the future, I like, talk my account, We can we can nerd out about video games and board Excel. games and Excel spreadsheets. Excel. Yeah. yeah, we X could share F. our
2: favorite formulas.
0: Yeah, yep. I didn't even bring up the new similar columns function, so I'll uh, tell you about that after. <laughs>
1: <Wow>. <laughs> You're really, I'm this sure none like... of the listeners are just like tuning out right now <laughs> yeah. at this point. This was
0: like my big announcement today, and I attended like a webinar session, and that was like Excel's big announcement it was like, we got oh. new functions, people, and it's like, wow. Mm-hmm. Um Cool. So before I before I talk us out, uh, also, if people want to find you, uh, do, do you have a web page or anything where people can find you yep. online?
1: Yeah, I think the best is, is at JebHavensGames.com or, or at Gmail, either of those things um, is probably the best way to, to get in touch with me or see that, or, or the Facebook group uh, as well. Um, I also do, in case uh, folks are uh, interested, uh, they can reach out to me, again, about the jam, but also, uh, I mentioned that I'm, I'm developing a new uh, mobile game, which has these like really fun mini games you can play against people and possibly win real money. Uh, we're in a closed beta right now. But if people do want to reach out to me through my email, I can get uh, invites for that for, for you guys or any of your listeners as well. But, cool. uh, but yeah, always, always up for even just any, any conversation about game design uh, or any sort of uh, nerdy stuff like that.
2: Does your new app feature fun mini games like Create the Best Pivot Table? not yet but it might fun game for accountants
0: (laughs) we would buy that there you go
1: okay all right i'll work on it i'll work on it yeah is it fun
0: (laughs) 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 who's your audience that's the key is it fun for your target audience all right i'll talk us out Room Escape Divas is brought to you by Inverse Genius. You can go to InverseGenius.com to find other fun podcasts just like this one. You can also email us at RoomEscapeDivas at gmail.com. We Are there love accountant podcasts
2: on Inverse Genius? Uh,
0: please please do check out my newest podcast, <laughs> Booking the Bookkeeper. I don't know.
2: Oh, people would be interested in that. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. They can
2: learn about new Excel functions.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you derailed me just by like now I'm thinking too hard about
2: <laughs> booking the bookkeeper your new podcast.
0: New podcast. It's, not, it's
2: better than the real crime crap, I tell you.
0: <laughs> True crime? Yeah. yeah. I don't even know. I can going. tell you stories. The receipts I've seen. Anyway, so um uh, yeah, uh, find us on Facebook Group Escape Diva's uh, Facebook page uh, If you are on Twitter, you can use the hashtag RE Divas, and currently, right now uh, Every Friday, we are having Community meetups on a Zoom call Errol has set up events, which are on Our Facebook page, so please do check Them out, it's at 6.30pm Eastern Standard Time, I'm choking <laughs> And uh, Too
2: excited about booking the bookkeeper yeah. <laughs> You're not going to be on this podcast anymore, are you? No. No.
0: I'm actually thinking about starting a new podcast about Booking narrative pe- and video bookkeeper. games, but yeah, uh, no. yeah uh, no, no.
2: That's just a front.
0: <laughs> that's just a front. It's,
2: it's to really lure people in. Ooh, narrative lure people, minutes. yeah,
0: because that's what they want to hear about. It's like <laughs> come narrative. to my niche podcast to hear my niche <laughs> niche podcast. <laughs>
1: the old bait and switch.
0: Yeah. Um, yes. So do come to the community meetups. We just uh, hang out for an hour, chat about escape room. And all sorts of fun things, and that's where you could see Mike and Ruby's baby, possibly if they show up. All right, thanks, guys.
1: Bye-bye. Thank you so much.
0: Bye, everybody. Thanks, Jeb Evans.